I myself, the producer of this podcast, is not eligible to diagnose anyone with a mental health disorder. This podcast is purely for artists discussing the mental health hurdles they struggle with on a daily basis. Enjoy. Hello, everyone. My name is Christopher Rancho. I'm an award-winning writer, director, and actor. And today, I'm launching my podcast, Where Is My Mind? Where Is My Mind is a podcast focusing on mental health issues while being discussed with some artists and some psychiatrists down the road. I have to preface it, I am not a licensed psychiatrist. I am not licensed in any topics that are presented in this podcast. I created this podcast simply for one reason and one reason only. For artists such as myself to come on and discuss things that are detrimental to our mental health within the industry. Between feeling like an imposter or the pressures of making it or working a nine to five versus being an artist, some of you may have writer's block. It is a number of things. In this first episode, my wife, actually, Jessica Poparangio, wanted to interview me and ask me why I'm doing this. Now, I know I just told you in a brief statement as to why I'm doing this, but her and I elaborate a little bit more as to why. By the time I'm recording this, I have probably interviewed about 30 artists so far. Some I'm really good friends with, some I've only met once or twice. But it's really interesting to hear that we all have the same common fears and common goals and common struggles. So without further ado, here's the first episode about why I created this podcast. Where is my mind? A podcast about mental health and the arts. We hope you guys enjoy. So this specific episode was actually your idea. The entire podcast was not because I know you like to take credit (laughs) where credit's due. And for everyone listening, if you hear any sound effects in the background, it's our puppy. Um, just being a puppy. Um, I am talking with my wife, Jessica Poparangio. What's going on? Hello. How are you? A little stuffy, but I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. You can move the mic closer if you want. <laughs> there we go. Um, so as I guess I was in in pre-production for this, this podcast, um, you kind of came to me and you were like, well, I think you should do your first pilot episode should be me interviewing you as to why you want to do this. Knowing how you are, you're definitely not prepared to ask me any questions. I got a couple. <laughs> I got a couple. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I think she also jokingly said like I, she wants to expose how it is to uh, be married and be with an artist. Um, we've been together for six years, married for almost one. Baby on the way. Baby on the way. Um, we're doing a life, a lot of life milestones. A lot like of a, milestones, yes. A year and a half, two years. A lot's been going on, and I know that you've put up with a lot of my my shit. Um, as I, did you? I guess for, I don't know, as an artist, I guess for years, I still don't feel like I'm. I think you have more. You have better, like you. You view me as a. You view me better than I view myself, if that makes sense. You're kind of always the person to be like, don't you know how good you are? And I'm always like, no, I don't. And then you're like, you just roll your eyes and go to bed. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think this is a really interesting topic or interesting um, introduction episode to kind of like segue into this whole podcast. I did want to kind of like just for the first episode, I'm not diagnosing anybody. Um, this is just more so for artists to cut together and talk about, you know, certain topics that bother us um, so, or some topics that, you know, we 
deal with on a mental health basis. Um, you may not call yourself an artist or not, but I believe you are. You know, you are very crafty. You can draw. You can paint. Um, you have a cricket machine where you design cups, T-shirts. Um, you, you have a very creative mind. You're, I feel like you're queen DIY. You know, you do a lot of th- certain things. You are, you know, I think you're the person to. I want to. I don't know which project it was, but you really. Um, you really kind of talked me through. Well, little did she know you helped out with, and then there was Street, another project when we were here. We got into we a big here. fight for little did she know. We did. Yeah. Do you want to talk about the fight? Are we airing out our dirty laundry? No, but this is what happens when you have a creative husband who doesn't. And at the time, we were not married. I don't even think we were engaged yet. Um. So it was. Yeah. It was. It was. 2019? I think it was the summer of 20, like it was the summer of 2019 because we filmed it in the fall of 2019. And trying, or 2018, I don't know. Time is a construct ever since COVID. Talking about somebody who doesn't always value their work, value their own work, um, and always thinks it's like a piece of garbage, um, when he has an idea and when, you know, it's a good idea and there's a solid foundation. Talking through it and going through those motions with you has always been tough. <laughs> you can sit, be honest. No, I think it's been some days it's a struggle because to tell you how good it is and tell you how great an idea is and for you to just say, "Nah, fuck it, it's it's dumb. I'm not going to finish it." And you're like, "No, you're going to finish it because we've been talking about it nonstop every yeah. weekend and every waking because at hour." The, at the time, we only really saw each other on the weekends. Yeah, and like once all a week. weekend and once yeah. a week, like we tried. You know, we didn't we didn't live too far away, but it was still just us working full time, and my work schedule was all over the place. It wasn't retail sucks. It wasn't easy, you know. Um, but that's what you do to make it in the business. I feel I, what business the business the business. Um, so yeah, I know. Like I said, I'm gonna give you full 100 percent credit for this specific topic where you were you wanted to ask me about it and you know where it stemmed from and all that. So I am now going to be the interviewee or, in, yeah, I'm going to be the interviewee while you're the interviewer. I've um, never had my own podcast before. This is fun. not time out. All right. So we need to clarify. This is definitely not your <laughs> podcast. This is not your own uh, podcast. You said you want to do a podcast with your best friend. I have the equipment now. I really you guys feel can like come it's a really good concept. It. Yeah. I mean, you guys can come over and We're both do really it. flaky people, though, so I don't yeah, think that yeah, would ever work. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anywho, let's jump into this because, you know. Dinner's on its way. Yeah, we're racing against the <laughs> clock of hunger. <laughs> um, so I know that this whole podcast thing started back in at the beginning of quarantine. So where did it not? In 2020. I feel like that's when you started thinking about like creative flows and oh, yeah. things like that. And like why you have road bo- roadblocks as an artist. Um, and then I feel like it spiraled out of there. So what made you want to touch on this topic and make you really dive into it? So I don't know if you remember in the beginning of COVID, I like banged out four or five like short scripts, maybe like three or four. And because at the time I was like, like everyone thought this was going to be a two, three week thing. Turned into 18 months of misery. Turned into a lot more. So, you know, um, COVID has affected a lot of people differently, whether they want to admit it or not. You you can tell it affected me because 
Actually, I'm currently trying to make like a new acting reel. And I was like, man, I really didn't work in 2021, but I'm waiting on three different projects to come to me that I acted in. And so I guess, like I said, I'm the king of like, ain't nothing going for me because I don't, I rarely see end results with projects I'm a part of or I'm doing. And it's no disrespect to like the artist who brings me on or even my projects. Sometimes I don't see the end result. I don't know how many times I've had to push back a film I'm doing with Steve and podcast interviews, podcast interviews. Life gets in the way, man. Everything, everything gets. And I got to kind of realize that like, I'm not the only one kind of going through it. Right. And I I think that's where this stemmed from. Like, I just casually like made a list of topics, posted them on social media. Well, initially I posted a status of like, would you guys listen to a podcast about artists talking about mental health issues? And from there, a bunch of people, um, a bunch of people kind of messaged me like you're, I don't know if you're really friendly with her, but your sister's friend, Daniel Mayer was like, why don't you talk about nine to five? Yeah. In the and versus artist. And well, I I think I would like to interview her about that. Or it's just so like funny because imposter syndrome. Um a, a a friend of mine down in, in Florida, Heather Berkey, like we were in classes together and she's like, I think it'd be interesting if you kind of talk to some teenagers and see like where their mindset is. You know, I have um a few episodes down the line, there's a guy, Matthew Vincini, I think he's 23 or 24. He did his first feature at, at, at 20 years old. Right. And, you know, when I talked to him about it, it was very, very interesting because I've never, I'm 34, I haven't done my own feature. You know, so I, some of these kids are, are kind of coming out the gate like hot, so to speak. But I just wanted, I, I did this podcast because I was feeling very, um, and I don't want to say it to like offend you at all. And I know I say no. it all the time and you're probably like, well, what the fuck? But like, feel very like i feel very alone and i'm not saying like you don't get it like you know i get that but you tell me all the time you're like i wish i had the drive that you have with arts and i think you i think you could but you so fun fact i went to an art school for college you did you went to fit for um fashion design for like would it be for movies or i went to school for fashion merchandising so it's the merchandising behind it so i could have done a lot of things with that degree um, I am, I'm now a food service director. So there <laughs> I went the completely opposite path, but I, I mean, feel like I... sometimes fashion schools in that in general or art schools in general kind of make you hate it to the point where you're like this, I cannot do this. For I went the rest to an institute as well. Not as highly regarded as FIT, honestly. We're the number one fashion school in the, con- in, the world. in the world. That's crazy. Um, and we, I went to Art Institute of Jacksonville and they had like a program for fashion, you know, and they, they had a program for photography and film and graphic design. And I see a lot of people who I went to school with, some of them are doing it and some of them are just like not, but like for the longest time I wasn't doing it. And about a few days ago, one of my closest friends, when I went to start school with, um, Mike Britton, and he's like one of those friends where it's like, we don't talk a lot, but when we do, it's like. You know, he still calls me OG for Rangio <laughs> and we kind of just reminisce like like he was in my first class ever. Him and I accomplished like building the 35 millimeter lens together so we could use it like him and I were like thick as thieves at that point. Um, and it's just um, I, I have to give Bailey a mic. You really do. Um, but no. So I forgot where I was going with She's that. A lot I apologize. To say. Um, um, not being in the industry. Well, th- but yeah, like and he's kind of like. You know, I, I went to, he's like, I, I got to a point where I had to shit a girl off the pot. 
So I'm gonna take I'm gonna shit <laughs> basically like he's like I'm I'm done debating whether or not I want to be in this or not and right. you as my wife and as my girlfriend and us being together for six years you've heard all you've you've heard and seen me be like I'm done like I'm over it I'm I'm done being an artist and you're you know all credit to you you're very much like no you're not like you're not done like I'm not gonna see you give up. I get to the point where I'm like, well, ain't shit you could tell me is going to make me different. And then you're kind of like, it's the tough love where you just stop talking to me or you're like, do whatever the fuck you want, but like, just make up your mind, so to speak. Yeah. But yeah, you did go to school for fashion. Um, and I know you, um, I could just, I don't know, like when, when you watch a movie, do you pay attention to the wardrobes and stuff or... If so, I were to do films, like, would you ever want to come on as that? Honestly, like, I I've brought you on sometimes to help out, like, PA and just be there and be on set. You know, you've you've done the um, you were the slate master for instant. Damn straight, I was. You were on um, little did she know you were helping out very much so on that day as well for both days. So, like, you know, do you ever see yourself eventually getting back into the art world? Whether it's not even if it's like a full time, but like. If you had the time to do part-time artwork, like would you, would w- would you take the time to do that? I feel like when you put art into a career or a job, I feel like a lot of people fall out of love with it. I feel like there's a lot that goes into loving. <laughs> loving something enough to want to do it as a career and we always say why don't you build an Etsy store why don't you do this why don't you do that because then I'm taking out what I love to do as my hobby okay and you're throwing it into what can I do to make money that's a really good point and jumping on your films and jumping on the shorts and you know doing things like that that doesn't bother me so much because it's more for a passion project than it is for hey I'm giving I'm I'm getting paid for it so I think that's what really disconnected me from the fashion world in itself. Um, but eventually I want to make money off my my art. Yeah. Well, that's the difference between somebody that has the passion to do it and really has the drive to do it. And that's the difference between somebody who doesn't have that drive. and doesn't So you don't think you passion. have that drive? Not anymore. That's, yeah, that sucks. I, I love doing it for me. I don't want to do it for other people. Yeah, so I think to answer your question in a short form is I decided to do this podcast for myself, honestly, um, <laughs> um, and then just so other people can kind of express how they're feeling. I I, I was kind of waiting on it, and I was kind of like, I'm not sure what I should do, and then like my stepdad had a stroke, and I was feeling very like, yeah, I need to like I need to talk about stuff. And well, I we need- had that conversation too, and I had it with you and your sister, and it was the same exact conversation. And I think I asked the question like, "Have you done any art lately? Have you written? Have you drawn? Have you painted?" Um, because Chris's sister, if nobody knows, is a is an art teacher in Florida, um, and. Again, and on the side, she does side, a lot of really a, good art. My mom did art. Um, I know your your dad was funny. Your dad's like Jesse is a fucking phenomenal artist. I have no idea where he got where she got that from, you know. But I think that's why we all can kind of relate because we're all very creative in, in in some way. But yeah, you you posed the question like, well, you knew you saw me like being able to like. It's just been a, a it's just been a 
fucking struggle throughout COVID and beginning of the COVID or even before COVID, I was having health issues and then I wasn't able to really be on set. And then I was getting ready to film. If anybody who believes in omens, we should definitely not. Yeah, because really. the minute we moved in, Chris's whole body broke down. Yeah. Um, between arthrit- double negative arthritis, diabetes. Yeah. Um, it was not good. It was no, not it was fun. But we got Bailey. A lockdown. And I went out and was walking with her a lot. And I felt like that kind of changed. And my, my diet changed. My weight's kind of fluctuated. But that also totally affects your mindset. And I feel like your health, your mental health in particular. And I think the both of us. Well, not being able to physically move. Um, <laughs> not, I, I'm being, I, I'm like as a person now. I'm looking at it as a man, it bruises your ego. Oh, no, definitely. 100%. Like, I'm not able to kind of do things around to help you out. And, you know, my body was in severe pain. Like, just sitting, just standing up from a chair was brutal. Yeah. Um, And then getting a dog, I was very like, oh, I don't know, because I'm still working from home. I'm going to have to take her out. Like, I don't know how my body's going to do. But, like, walking her and Best going, decision we ever and made. Getting, getting her out, I think, really helped me. Like I said, my weight's fluctuated because I do kind of eat, like, like, fucking dog shit still. But, like, when I first got diagnosed with diabetes, I took it very seriously. You you know, you didn't really bitch and complain. Like, you ate the shit with me. Um, I can't eat any more rice because of that. Yeah, you're so <laughs> upset that I eat rice. I hate rice. I'm an Irish girl you're from so Staten <laughs> Island with a little bit of Italian sprinkled in. Yeah. No, you're 50 50. I'm, I'm 50 25 25. Okay. All right. Um, but I'm, yeah, no, I'm yeah. half Italian, but my Irish side loves potatoes. On, on St. Patty's Day, you told my whole family, like, I can't believe. You know, he likes rice more than potatoes. And everyone looked at me like I just fucking said something <laughs> like the worst shit ever. It's true because it's just fucking weird. It's sacrilegious or something. It is. But yeah, no. So. Yeah, all that added to my mental my mental health not being like good at all and then you know, right before my like I was about to film something the weekend you know, the weekend after my stepdad had a stroke, I was about to film like okay, like I got a good crew, I'm about to act in something. Like I wrote this stuff with my friend Jess Arena and it kind of went all to shit and I told her like I don't even want to do this at all. Like if you want to make it go ahead and she's like, "Well, I'm not going to I'm not going to do it without do you. it without you, you know. Um but I think I, and watching you grow and watching you cuz you've grown since we started dating like in your field and in your art and in the career that you want to pursue going from Spark, which was the first project I was around saw. for. You weren't around for Healing Heroes? <clears throat> no, no, that was right before me. I sent you the web That's series. how we started dating Christopher. Yeah, I sent you the whole um, web series. You're like, holy shit. Yeah. So what attracted me to you the most was your ambition and your drive. Um, and watching you go from Spark to other projects to, you know, just going on set to be part of the set. Um, slow burn. Slow burn. Oh, that was the worst, but I love it. What? Because I was never around, right? <laughs> no, because you were... It was, and if Arthur, you're listening, I love you dearly, but that was, I think, the most mentally challenging film you've ever worked on. And I'll do it again in a heartbeat. Of course you would. <laughs> anything for Arthur, but. Not, no, well, yes, but like <laughs> any anything to push me to that level, because yes. I think that's my best performance I've ever done, in my opinion. I, I would, there, there's two that stand out in my head. 
um, that one and the other one he produced and wrote. I, I and was. I was. That's and what, yeah. Oh that, really? Yeah. Um, because I think it shows you in a different light. It doesn't show you in that like quirky. Thank you, because that's what I don't want to. Yeah, well, yeah, and but I enjoyed little did you know and playing that yes, character. But in which one were you we just talking? But about? I get, I was, I get no, what no, you're saying. Other one, slow burn. Thank you, um, pregnancy brain. Um, in slow burn, you are this very like talkative guy. You're very lonely. At least that's what I took from it. And you turn the character into such a like. Towards the end, you know you're about to whatever happens happens, but <laughs> you could spoil it. It's been out for years. Okay, so he dies, and it's the worst scene I've ever watched in my life um, because nobody wants to see their husband brutally killed on TV. Um, but it, you you could see it coming, and you kind of like even Bailey agrees. Um, you see it coming, and you're just like, he was such a good like character. The character arch and like you were from going from like that geeky sidekick and then to watch you realize like you're in a really bad predicament and I'm in I'm I'm in deep shit. Yeah. And then to fade out to black was just an amazing turnaround from what we've seen you in previously. I appreciate that. Yeah, I think that was the best stretch of my acting career thus far yeah, if I'm I've, being honest with you because they were back to back yeah um, Arthur really pulls something out of you and I think that's yeah. what a great director does and I think yeah. that's what a great writer does um, and if I'm being honest I think he's he's top notch he's honestly. fantastic yeah no he he does and it kind of makes me question my own and that's where I guess you can talk about like imposter syndrome like I, I don't belong on the same playing field as him in my opinion because <laughs> I have yet I don't do you watch Little Did You Know? Like, who did I pull out? Like, what performance did I pull out of anyone? You pulled out a lot in... Katie? Katie. You pulled a lot out of yourself. Um, and that's not, like, just pulling shit out your ass. But that's, like, really, like... It'll be Because at some points, you had your deep moments. You had your your feelings. You had your, your breakdowns. So, I think that... You did Little Did You Know after your first part of... Slow burn. And I think your first part of slow burn was kind of like, because, because side note, Arthur record filmed twice, twice, like did the whole thing twice. Yeah. Like first they did it in a big mansion out in like Westchester County. And then they took little pieces of it, but he was like, I hate it. I don't like it. I'm redoing it. Yeah. So he built like a whole Shortened set. the script. Yeah. He shortened the script. He built a whole set in his barn. In the barn, yeah. Like just uh, the things that the guy did was just. To make this film, yeah. It, that's, Go watch it on Vimeo. It's Slow Burn on Vimeo. That's the title of the film. Yeah. All, all caps. Um, just so you have reference to what we're what we're discussing. But yeah. But like it, it was two but different But the mental films. health, the mental drain the mental drain of that film i had a panic attack on that set yeah um arthur's dad rest in peace he um he like he's a chiro he was a chiropractor and he like i'm gonna uh do i'm gonna i'm gonna readjust your neck and spine so you get a better airflow to your brain and i was just having panic attacks it was it was mentally draining like 
the last day I thought I was on set, I could fucking cut my hair and shave. And he was like, now nah, we're going to need you for two more days. I'm like, mother, <laughs> I threw a fucking diva moment. Chris, Chris but you doesn't usually throw diva moments, but Arthur really like pulls out the, the yeah. best and worst in people. Yeah. Um, for so film it, purposes. Yeah. He, he really yeah. drained the fuck out of me. And I felt like it came, it came through on that, on that set. Um, but you know, yeah, it was, it was, it was very, very interesting. And I hope to be on more, sets like that or projects you know I, I always have these ideas in my head but i don't know if i'm like wearing too many hats you know I, i'm the next few projects i'm doing are more on the lighter side more comedies and all that um they're a couple of my favorite projects which one? Oh, the hoodie one and the and the when a blind man cries yeah i'm so glad <coughs> sorry no, i'm good. so glad that i'm not the girlfriend that stole the hoodie i'm the girlfriend that gets to keep the hoodie at the end of the day <laughs> Well, no, um, at the end of the script, no one gets to keep it, but you, in general... In general, I get you're the hoodie. About, you're talking about like real in, life. In yeah. real life. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Because you, that's where he got the whole concept for this film, is I steal his hoodies all the time. That, and then I saw a meme of a guy like <laughs> looking in the mirror. It's your hoodie, take it back. I was like, this would be a funny fucking concept. You because know? it's true, every girl steals their boyfriend's hoodies. Of course, of course. Because why like, wouldn't we? Well, it's a territorial thing, you know? It's it's what it is. Like, you're, you're pretty much marking your territory. The only thing is, it's bullshit i can't steal one of your pieces of clothing and That's if i okay. did we'd ha probably have some problems <laughs> we would but i'll never forget my first boyfriend in high school um he remember those damn stupid live strong bracelets yes like yeah. the dumb ones so he made gave, by a fraud yeah yeah made by a fraud fucker um he gave me his live strong bracelet because it was the thing in 2006 four or five yeah don't outdate me 2006 sorry thank you big stretch big stretch um so he gave me his love song bracelet and when we broke up i sprayed that shit with my perfume so he could never give it to another girl i was like fuck you bro that is marking territory um that is definitely marking territory yeah but i gave it back but that's funny yeah but mental health going back to it i think you, <laughs> i think after i just exposed the crazy side of me <laughs> mental health I, I think that's crazy, but whatever. Um, I think your films and the things that you do do for other people, I think some of them are very mentally draining. And I think sometimes, yes, you do wear multiple hats and that makes it even more frustrating. But I also think that you've built a really strong team around you. And like with Andrew Froning and trying to think who else steve uh devin Hanish. steve hannish I, I mean yeah steve um my boy um jess vasquez jess vasquez um there are just so and even gina rodriguez like coming on and helping with um certain projects certain projects like i think you've really created a a a, a great group of people sarah kazowski okay just keep adding no, people I'm just saying, uh, yeah like, like there are so many people even her husband like darren yeah awesome like just they're like awesome people who completely understand what you're going through and i feel like even steve like you guys do your other podcast together ranting and raving podcast yeah. i'm thrown Th in there thank you um they work so hard on it that at certain points that's draining so oh, yeah like even to come up with ideas and things like that and be on the verge of like not wanting to do it anymore because it's too much. But then taking that much needed break because life gets in the way of everything. Um, I just feel like it, it's all 
and yeah. cumbersome. And but once you have your group of people that you say you don't have, but you totally do. Um, Why are you exposing me like that? Because I love you, and I think you need to hear this stuff. Um, because sometimes I don't want to be like, "Hey, are we are we are we friends? Can we film now?" Like, I don't want to be need. I don't want to come off needy. Like, and that's just me. Angela, though. can Andrew come out to play? Yeah, like, I don't want to. Yeah, Angelina, can uh, Andrew come out and film today? <laughs> but I don't want to just feel because I'm in this weird spot where I'm like, "Hey, you're. I've seen your acting real. Like, I don't really know you that well, but like, I love your fucking like." I love your acting style. Like, let's work together. I like, love your vibe. Don't like. I don't know if people would really fuck with that. I think because this this industry is very very clicky, no matter what level. I feel like at any level you just have to be like, let's do it. Like, let's you you just gotta, and that's the best part of the film community that I never knew about. Like, I'm again not in this industry, not in like not trying to make it in the 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 world. Um, but watching everybody that is trying to make it, everybody is so damn outgoing. And I'm like a little introvert where I sit back and I just kind of like, when we go to all these film festivals, I don't yeah. really say anything to I people. Know. Like I try to kind of let you do your thing, but like inter watching these people interact and but like Gerard Gorilli's father is like your wife is your wife is awesome. Like you sat and talked with him. Well, yeah, I like older people. <laughs> like okay because they're not it's easier to talk sometimes i think it's a little bit of an intimidation thing um sometimes i think you know that world is bigger than me and well i feel the same way you ever put me on a red carpet i'm gonna tell you to bring your mommy because i don't know if i could do that but i i just think that you everybody struggles with the same things and i think this is a really great outlet as a podcast as um a place for people to come kind of air out their dirty laundry and kind of air out their feelings and tell how they feel. Cause I think a lot of people are feeling these things and nobody's yeah. and everybody's afraid to talk about it. Like I'm not afraid to admit I'm in therapy. So am I, you know, um, that's the one question I've been asking everyone on the, on this. I was like, that's the opening question. Yes. yes I'm in therapy. therapy. And, and what do you, and do you think it's helped? Oh, a hundred percent. I think I'm, and I've been going almost two years now since the pandemic started because the pandemic really put us. In well, it. you're the reason I'm going. Not not because I'm married to you. No, okay. You're the re you kind of gave me the information to sign up and you were basically like, I really think you need it. Like, I think it could really be beneficial. Like, it wasn't like a make or break thing. And I, d and I was hinting like, hey, I'm going to about to get married. Like, I would love to. um not feel like this yeah or i would like i'd like to get my head straight a little bit better than than it has been so i'm gonna go to therapy and quite frankly the initial things i've been going into like i was gonna go into therapy for i haven't even touched on yet why do you think your creativity stopped and you know some people have the opposite effect but why do you think yours stopped when jim went through what he went through because sometimes people pour it into their work and other people's kind other people kind of lose it. Yeah, I think it was just um mentally draining. Um I think it takes a lot for you to like for me to open up, you know, screenwriting software and do that or even like have an idea. Um cuz I think initially every idea I have is great and then I start thinking about it I was like, "Oh, well that's probably good for just like one scene." Your life kind of my life just kind of got turned upside down and you know 
perspectives changed and I'm just not, I don't know. I just feel like I would say I'm, I don't know, I hate really talking about it, but I would say I'm more like a, I'm a very sad, depressed person and I try my hardest not to be, especially like for you. Um, so I feel like there's always like, and you know, people kind of make jokes about like, oh, that sad artist, that, that this artist, that like dark, depressing, like troubled artist. And I, I wouldn't say that's me. I try not to come off that way, like at all. You know, I don't no, try to, don't. Come, I don't try to come off as a troubled artist, but I have a lot going on and I didn't really know how I felt that way until I, like I said, like until I started going to therapy. So, you know, I, I just think, you know, I don't know. I just, I don't really like myself. So I think like every time it takes a lot of energy for me to produce something that I really like, like it's taking a lot of energy for me to do this podcast and, 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 and and do it and and hopefully be proud of it you know but like so to do a project i think it takes a lot out of me to like put it out into the world cast it send it to people all that stuff and i wasn't really feeling you know i was just been around a lot of negativity since september yeah and I, I, I mean it's I no know disres- it's, it's no disrespect to anyone you know i'm not trying to like i'm not trying to air out any like type of dirty laundry but yeah you're just when something like that happens to your family, like there's just, it's either people take it and they kind of like, you feel every little thing, every little day, every hour, or you're just like, Oh, you know, things are going to get better. It's going to get better. It's going to get better. And I think all, I think when people say like, one of the worst things I hate is when people say it is what it is. And when they say, well, what can you do? Or they Oh, you're getting too emotional. Oh, it's really not that big of a deal. You and I feel you and I feel very differently. Yes. You feel differently than your coworker, your boss, your mother, your father, your siblings. So do I. Right. So I don't need to tell I don't need someone to tell me how I'm feeling is right or wrong because they don't know what the fuck I'm feeling and they don't really know what I've been through. Like you you know what I've been through because we've been together and I've told you, but like, you know, in 2008, I lost four people, four very close people in my life. And that does something to you. You've told me you've lost aunts and uncles here and there. But, you know, I remember going to a funeral with you and you're like, I don't know how, like, you're, you were like talking to the phone. My mom, like, oh, he's such a trooper. And it's not even a trooper thing. It's just I've unfortunately been through all this shit. And it's it's not easy. Like, it's 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 fucking miserable, <laughs> if I'm going to be honest miserable. with you. And miserable. You know, so I'm just, I don't know. I'm just, I still feel like I'm not, I still feel like I'm recording all these episodes and I'm putting them together and then eventually I'm just going to be like, well, fuck it. That's not good enough. I'm not going to put it out. No, no. But I have people making music. I know. I have people making music. (laughs) I have people making artwork for it. People have taken their time out of their nights and weekends and weeknights and t- I've lost to many do nights this. with my husband for this podcast so yes, it better be I'm sorry promoted. and you're going to lose another month of it which I apologize eh, that's but, all right you know I just I still feel like I'm trying to do a lot of these projects before our baby girl comes and you know because I don't know you know in the conversation we had earlier today you're not really sure when I'm going to be able to hop back on set and and do all that stuff but I have so many doubts about everything I do 
and then you add like real life trauma to it. Like, I don't know how I'm supposed to pick myself up and, and carry on. Cause I can't even pick myself up and carry on when tragedy isn't around me. I'm just in my head too much. And like, when you don't think you're the, like when you don't think really highly of yourself, working on stuff is going to be that much harder. Like I tell yeah. people all the time, I either think I'm the best filmmaker in New Jersey or I don't even belong. I don't even belong in front of a camera. I know we've totally had those conversations before and I think they're I understand it from the point of view of of you. Um but I think you give yourself such little credit and that's why I'm so glad you're in therapy because I feel like <laughs> at the end of the day some something will click in that head of yours. I really hope so cuz it's it's uh, you know, and you're like the only person I can talk to about, and this might be the realest episode we've had, but you're like the only person I can talk to about like saying like, this is how I feel. Cause I don't want to come off to my friends and be like, I'm not shit because I'm not saying it to get accolades. Like when you, I don't know if you notice when you compliment me, like I don't even, I kind of like brush it off from just kind of, I don't even make eye contact with you or when anyone makes like gives me compliments, I don't say thank you. Cause I don't believe it. Cause I think they're just trying to be nice. Yeah. Like I don't think I'm a I really don't think I'm a good actor. I really don't think I'm a good writer. I just think I'm I'm no one has the balls to tell me I'm not good. And well, you've been nominated for multiple categories in multiple film festivals. You've but won But like I've said, where's that got me? You shut up. You've won well got me for one. Um you've won multiple um awards for multiple categories um i can't name them all off the top of my head because there's just too many to to name see um you're just just feeding no you've gone to tampa bay comic-con you've gone to uh san francisco comic-con you've won at san francisco comic-con um for best short um, which is fucking amazing um you've won best actor at brightside tavern film festival um, I can name them all actually. I don't think he wants me to because then he's like all geeked out and Please he's gonna don't. get a bigger head than he should. Um, just kidding. Uh, but you and you're nominated this year at Hang On to Your Shorts. Um, for spoiler alert, spoiler alert as a supporting actor. So I think you give yourself very little to no credit. Um, and that's why I'm here and that's why I'm married to you and I'm going to support you till the day I die. And haunt you for the rest of your life. So, well, I appreciate that. I you will definitely. I love you too. Um, I will definitely, definitely still beef you up because you deserve it. Sometimes you just have to have that little. I got you. That little kick in the ass to get yourself going. I know, and it's just not easy though. And I know, I'm not saying it because we're on air or whatever. And I do think it a lot. Like I know it's not easy living with someone who's constantly thinking like this shit ain't gonna work, but. It's just tough because I think I had this thought in my head like this is how it was going to go and it hasn't, but everyone's path is different, you know, yeah. but I just, I don't know, I just, I just don't want all of this to be a waste of time, you know, and I don't think it really is because, because everyone can say, well, are you having a good time? And of course I am. Oh, I hate when people say that. What? Are you having a good time? Yeah, like, like well, yeah, I'm not doing it to have a good time. I'm, I'm doing, doing it, it to make my like make yeah, a name for myself. That and I do think I have a lot to offer into the art world. And yeah, I totally agree. And you know, but and when it hasn't gotten there, it just beats you down. And people asking you, "Oh, you're doing this project for free? Oh, you're doing this? Oh, you're doing that?" It's like 
everything is about money, but at the same time, like for me, like this is not always about money. Yeah. I mean, I tell you this all the time, like Harrison Ford, um, Morgan Freeman, Morgan Freeman, they all, all of them didn't get their starts until later on. And like, even still to this day, like look at, um, the guy from this is us. What's his name? Chris Chris Sullivan. Sullivan. He wasn't in a lot before. What's her name too? Who, who plays Kate? Yeah, she um, was. She apparently had like five cents to her name. Yeah, and like just you hear these stories and you hear these amazing like things, and sometimes yeah, you hate to say it because it's like fuck, like I'm doing all of this work, I'm doing this hard work, like what am I getting for it? But at the end of the day, not that it's fun and not that you're having fun while doing it, but you're doing something you love, and I feel like that fuels you to continue and move on, and. Yes, all of the awards and all the accolades are fantastic and they make you feel good, but you just have to continue that drive. Like you can't just, okay, I'm done now. I'm I, I there's nothing more for me to do. But the fact that you have so many people that are on your side for any artist or any filmmaker that doesn't have the confidence in themselves or even screenplay writers and ghost writers and not talking to any people in particular. But um, you have such an amazing team behind you, wives, families, um, boyfriends, girlfriends. Like, we're all here to support you, and you need to feel supported. And let us support you, and in turn, you'll feel a little bit better about yourselves. Because we're not just saying it to say it. I appreciate that. Um, Thank you very much for hopping on here. Guys, you know, this is just the first episode of the podcast. We have a lot of awesome people on. Um, I appreciate it. I hope you keep listening. Um, Jess, thanks again for helping me do this. And, no problem. Uh, and all that. And I love you. I'm a producer. And so you're welcome. I love you too. Where's the money then? In your microphone In my that mic- you're looking at. <laughs> all right, but yeah, guys, this is Where Is My Mind podcast, a podcast about mental health and the arts. Um, I'm going to be your host, Chris Arangio, throughout these and we're going to be talking to some wonderful artists that I've just met or that I've known for a long time. And we're going to be talking about a lot of a lot of deep shit. So until next time, guys, we hope you enjoyed this one. Once again, that was Where Is My Mind, a podcast about mental health and the arts. I'm writer, actor, and producer of this podcast, Christopher Rangio. Thank you for supporting this podcast. And you can go listen to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Until next time.